and focus on uh, credit and uh, your farm. Actually, it's my the first time I'm hearing about your farm, so maybe you shall expound on that uh, and we give comment a lot of time. Uh, uh, the CS conference. Uh, what are your key takeaways so far? So far, yes, we are looking at how data is evolving. Okay. Because the whole essence of credit information sharing okay. is to make data available yes. to the lender yes. about us as, as, as borrowers, okay. consolidated in a manner okay. that the lender does not have to look for it and have to subject you, the borrower, yes. to a series of um, errands telling you go and get me this, go and get me that before you can be sure who you really are. Okay. Identity information, capacity of to borrow, okay. where else you are borrowed, your attitude towards repayment. Yes. Because you know attitude is a is, is a big factor. Yes. And so instead of us having to be sent back and forth by the lender, yes. we consolidate this information in our bureau. Mm-hmm. And that bureau then provides a service to the lender, okay. and the lender just accesses it. But now one of the takeaways in this conference okay. is that data is evolving. Yes. Uh, what we traditionally thought was most critical is now changing. There is transaction data now yes. with our M-Pesa transactions and uh-huh. other forms of transactions which okay. are reflecting what kind of people we really are, uh-huh. what, what our capacity really is. Yes. In the past, a bureau just was supposed to show how much you have borrowed from other or, or the current lender. Uh-huh. consolidate it and see how you have paid it. But now, we are realizing that, um, let's say an example of somebody who took a solar panel yes. from an, an organization called uh, MCOPA yes. and paid, the, I think, 40 shillings every day yes. using the M-PESA. Yes. That information may not be in the bureau. Yes. Because it's not a borrowing in the traditional sense. There's no lender who really gives you money. Yes. But you see, you have been faithfully ペイ。ペイ。ペイ。ペイ。ペイ。ペイ。ペイ。ペイ。ペイ。ペイ。ペイ。ペイ。ペイ。ペイ。ペイ。ペイ。ペイ。ペイ。ペイ。ペイ。
who actually is going to provide guidelines for data sharing by non-banks who are not regulated? Because that data is needed. When Mcopa, for example, which I give as an example, lent me a panel, who is going to encourage other Mcopa you know, competitors to put data in the bureau? Is it the bureau alone, or should we as governments be encouraging it? Okay. So the policy is asking government to define who is responsible yes. to promote this kind of data sharing and set the standards for unregulated entities. Yes. If it is utilities, you are paying your water bills very well, you are paying your electricity very well. Is it central bank and ministry of finance that should be encouraging Kenya Power to submit their data so that people can say, ah, this guy pays his utilities very well? So that's the first question that the policy is beginning to ask. Yes. Who is responsible given the breadth of credit? And in this country, we don't have one regulator for the entire credit market. And maybe IRA for insurance, but who, the microfinance don't have a regulator, those that are not regulated, the circles that are not regulated, and they are in their tens of thousands. Yes. So that's the first question that police is asking. The second question it is asking is how do we standardize the data submission, monitor quality of data? and ensure that when the data is submitted, it is uh, properly protected, going out beyond just submission to protecting data yes. and ensuring that the data quality is very high. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and in that case, do you feel like uh, banks and financial, banks and that large financial and those who are seeing and financial institution are doing enough to share credit information? They are trying, mm -hmm. but because a lot of them it is voluntary, mm -hmm. Um, they are not doing it as well as they should. And one of the biggest problems we have seen for the non-regulated ones okay. is that, you know, they only want to use the Bureau for what for what you would call selfish reasons. Yes. To, um, to put pressure yes. on those who are not paying. Yes. But, you know, credit information sharing goes beyond that. Yes. It requires that I submit data on my good clients so that those good clients can get a good score and be able to negotiate better loans. So they are not doing enough. They are doing it for purposes of uh, debt collection. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Uh, and in that in that case, uh, oh, uh, banks and non-financial institutions only share information on bad and non-performing loans, as you have highlighted. Mm. Uh, do you feel the data should be shared as soon as uh, as they give credit? Then they update in case of default, or if the customer completes, now you can update. Is is good? This one is a bad client. The beautiful thing is that uh, all banks which are uh, regulated right mm -hmm. now are actually submitting both okay. non-performing okay. and performing data. Okay. That is a requirement of the law which has been amended. Okay. And so we are seeing already the pioneers for submission of what we would call positive and, and negative, negative information. Ah, yes. Now the challenge is to expand that mm -hmm. to the, the rest of the unregulated industry yes. so that they too can submit both positive and negative. Okay. You are very right that um, the first point mm. of uh, contact with the bureau mm. should not even be once the lender has given you money. Mm -hmm. That's not even the first point. Mm -hmm. Okay, let's say that there are three points now. There's yeah. the point where you have gone into default. Yes. There are those who, that's the first time they think about the bureau. Yes. We have moved from there. Mm 
mm-hmm. you have come to the point of you are a performing loanee, you are yes. paying your debts, that is going to the bureau. Yes. You want to go another step back, mm-hmm. which is the one you, you suggested, mm-hmm. the more point of granting. Mm-hmm. But there is even an earlier stage. Mm-hmm. The point you the moment you ask before you are even given a loan, the moment you show interest, yes. actually that information should be in the bureau. The reason for that is that if one person goes to 10 banks in a week yes. and is not granted by 10 banks, yes. even before you start showing that he's uh, performing or not performing, yes. you are already seeing something about that client. Ah. He is desperate, he's not being listened to, and there must be information that is not obvious. Yes. And also, even if they have loans which they are repaying, yes. The moment they go to another bank just to ask before it is even considered, that information going to the bureau is informative because the current lender will be able to see okay. that my good customer yes. is shopping for credit elsewhere yes. and I should be prepared for either this debtor becoming heavily indebted yes. or transferring my loan from where I am. And then I should speak to him and say, if you want better terms mm-hmm. to remain in my bank, let me know. Ah. Um, in, the, in that case, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm very concerned about uh, how we do our credit scores. Mm. Uh, what are some of the strategies we should do to expand the pool, uh, the pool of the credit score? Mm. Or like the low income, and as you said, someone is paying 40 bob, mm. which maybe to a bank that's a very small amount, but you see it's a good customer, they pay. How, how now do you increase now our, this credit score? To 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 involve no even those even if I can pay my five bob daily yes. I'm a good customer no yeah yes I think the score has many factors mm-hmm. and one of the factors is of course how regularly you pay as per contract okay let's leave alone the amount yes just the fact that you are paying your forty shillings a day as per contract. Okay. The fact that you are observing contract irrespective of the amount yes. is a factor in the score already. Yes. The question of amount actually is not as big a weighting in the score as the regularity of your payment. So the, the amount or the volume of, of loan becomes a secondary point in scoring. Okay. However, it is also given a lot of consideration. Okay. The other thing that is considered in weight in scoring as a weight <laughs> is how long you have had a credit history. Somebody who is fresh to borrowing will not be rated the same way as somebody who has been long in the credit market. Okay. So there are a number of parameters that are used. And it is not true that uh, the amount of installment is the, the, is the most important, it is not. Okay. Even small loans do get uh, scored very well. And it's inevitable because the Kenyan market now, a lot of borrowing is small ticket items through the mobile phone. Yes. So the bureaus definitely are aligned to the fact that for you to score a person properly, mm-hmm. you need to be uh, flexible in the amount of money that you see flowing through to the to the to the lender. Uh, um, uh, in the in this uh, CIS conference, I've seen delegates from uh, Nigeria. Yes. Uh, delegates, there is a very good presentation from South Africa, and yes. I think we need to learn a lot from them. Yes. Uh, we will see collaboration with other nations as uh, as Kenya now. CIS yes. Kenya, will you now see this credit sharing? Yes. This is our nations. objective mm-hmm. that CIS Kenya. 
Kenya, we mm -hmm. partner and collaborate and interact, mm -hmm. engage with other countries, yes. learn from them, yes. and they learn from us. Yes. Our objective is to see that the whole of Africa mm -hmm. is progressing very systematically mm -hmm. in not only credit information sharing, mm -hmm. but in also other pieces of infrastructure, yes. like credit priority schemes and collateral registries. Yes. That's one of our objectives. Yes. Uh, maybe finally, finally, what's your view on, uh, I love to call them predatory, digital lending apps. Mm -hmm. What's your view now that uh, you are the helm of this credit sharing, uh, uh, in information sharing? What's your view on, on them? Well, mm -hmm. um, digital lenders are doing a great job. They are making access to credit uh, favorable to borrowers. Uh, small borrowers who need quick money are able to access credit. Yes. However, there are negatives uh, in many cases. The interest rates are high. The argument by the lenders is that, um, you know, first of all, they are not able to do the kind of due diligence that banks use to minimize their risk. So, you know, where the risk is high, they, yeah, sure. must, they must charge higher too. Number two, they don't always ask for, I mean, they don't ask for collateral. Yeah. So that is another risk that they take. Yeah. Then, um, you know, they don't get deposits from the public that are a cheap source of financing. Okay. They are using owner's capital, which yes. is expensive. Yes. So we must, uh, and then also, you know, the shorter the term of the loan, yeah. the higher the, higher the cost. The cost because, uh, you see, they are not guaranteed income yes. for tomorrow. Yes. That is now tomorrow's transaction. Okay. For today's, it's a short-term loan. Okay. It, it attracts a higher interest rate yeah. when you annualize it. The fourth reason they, they, they give, which is also justifiable, mm -hmm. but the kind of turnaround yeah. that most of these borrowers who are in business, yeah. their turnaround time is very short. Yes. So in the morning, maybe they go to the market, get yeah. some goods, and by afternoon, they are actually sold them out. And so they cannot give this person a long-term loan when the, the, the cycle, the business yeah. cycle is very short. Yes. But the temptation to get out of good uh, ethics yeah. has also become a concern. Um, you know, when you market loans to people who are of a low income and they are not financially literate mm -hmm. on how they should take care mm -hmm. and, um, and the consequences of default, mm -hmm. and then you, you know, share the default information to the Bureau and they are not fully briefed on what the implications of this are, okay. to that extent then it is becoming a, a, a disadvantaged kind of lending. Yeah. Beyond uh, that, um, if the debt collection methods are not regulated, mm -hmm. then you know, they are becoming insensitive to the consumer's uh, protection uh, rights, consumer rights. Okay. And to that extent, we recommend that um, we have a regulatory environment that will monitor how uh, digital lending is conducted. The government is looking into it. Okay.